Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. KKVU HD3 Stevensville and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. Well, every sporting event in America has been canceled. Including the Big Sky Conference men's and women's basketball tournament. Hi, how are you? Ryan Tutel, Colton Duan is 1029 ESPN. Happy to be on the radio with you. I'll tell you what, it took a little work today to get us out there, our voices, our dulcet tones on the radio across western Montana and across the state on SWX Montana Television. But we made it happy happen, and we are certainly happy to be there with you. If you would like to listen live and you are outside the range of your radios, you can get onto the World Wide Web. I think that thing is still turned on, 1029ESPN.com. You go listen live on the Listen Live tab. It is available all the time thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Also, the phone lines, 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. We uh, have been in a whirlwind in Boise, Idaho, since uh, Coulter got here on Sunday. I arrived yesterday, and uh, we had some good basketball games the first couple days of the tournament, and then everything just got shut down like that in the snap of a finger, 
uh, and it was uh, seemingly one conference, one president following another over and over, uh, kind of uh, in terms of what was going on nationwide, and the Big Sky certainly followed suit, so we will get into that. We also are going to have uh, some sound for you from Leon Costello. He was the one official uh, that uh, was able was you know able to go on the record and uh, talk about kind of the experience of this and where he's at as the athletic director of Montana State. We also will have Sean Rainey in with us. I mean, he's not doing anything. You might as well come talk to us on the radio. So Sean Rainey, uh, obviously, uh, from SWX Television, the uh, sports anchor there, our buddy Sean, going to be in here with us as well. And who knows, we might even get a, uh, a shout-out, a welcome in from uh, Brooks Duanas here on this show as well. I know he's got plenty of thoughts on what has gone down in the last 24 hours. But, Coulter, we sit here, and you and I went to bed last night knowing that there was a bunch of tenuous you know, situations and a couple of conference tournaments had already been closed when we went to bed yesterday. But we talked to Tom Wistersill directly yesterday and asked him, you know, like kind of where are we at? And he was pretty optimistic and, and felt like, you know, unless, unless the governor of Idaho says, no, you know, we want to go forward with this thing. Uh, but then they just started dropping like flies, the Big Ten, the SEC this morning. Everybody closes down. And then the Big Sky Conference follows suit. And we found out about 11 this morning, uh, an hour ahead of uh, what would have been the tip of the first game of the men's quarterfinal, that there was going to be no basketball tournament uh, in uh, in Boise any longer, and that it was done. See you later, Sayonara. In fact, even so much so that we didn't even get to go back into the arena to do our show. We're sitting here talking to the people on the uh, on the phone line because we were not able to uh, connect in the loca- location that we uh, had been prepared for. And so now here we are. Uh, but we do it nonetheless, Colton. We play with we play with it. everybody shuts down. We stay open. You know what I mean, man. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> what an interesting day! Definitely, probably the uh, most catastrophic sports day of our careers. Yeah, no doubt. Um, caution is always the answer when it comes to things like this. When it comes to pandemics, and sometimes the specifics don't really matter. And so, on one hand, I'm heartbroken for the kids that were supposed to play in this tournament. Selfishly, I'm really disappointed for us. I mean, this is absolutely my favorite event the entire year. I basically live all year long for this event. Yeah, I was so excited for today. Yep. to watch Harold Frey four basketball games back to back. Yeah, back-to-back. I mean, I was so yeah. stoked to watch Harold Frey and Holland Woods. I was so stoked to watch Side Pridget. I was so stoked to watch all of it, all the action, and. Uh, the abrupt ending to this, especially for, like, you look at the women's side, Montana State took care of business last night. They move on against Northern Arizona into the championship game. And one step away, they need one more win to set the all-time school record for victories in a single season. If they do that, they're going to take a 27-6 and record into the NCAA tournament. And an 18-game winning streak. An 18-game yeah. winning streak. Yeah. I, t- I talked to one senior-level administrator who is the head female administrator at the Big Sky Conference, and she mentioned that, they were really going to push for Montana State to get a 10 or 11 seed. And with the RPI that they had, although they didn't have that premier non-conference win, the fact that they played so well for Texas so long. A&M, Gonzaga. And they, yeah, played, so, they played so so well for so long that they were optimistic that Montana State could get a 10, 11, 12, whatever it might have been. But definitely we could have gotten them a draw as a, a winnable NCAA tournament game. And now it's just over. It's over for all those seniors. So on one hand, they'll have a winning one of the great winning streaks of the entire season across the country in college basketball, there's no way for it to end. They they ended their season on a win, yeah. which almost certainly would not have been the case if they would have made the NCAA tournament. But 
incredibly disappointing that they do not get to experience that. Well, there's a difference when you end your season on a win knowing it's the last game you're playing in and when you end your season on a win looking forward to the next game that just never shows up. No doubt. And so I'm very disappointed that this thing got canceled, but I'm also 0% surprised. When I woke up this morning, the first two news alerts I saw were the Big Ten and the SEC canceling, and then the Pac-12, and then all of a sudden it's just dominoes. And so, uh, I mean... It's the safe decision. It's the smart decision. At the end of the day, if you're the big sky, you have to make the decision as much for a publicity and marketing and this conference reputation reason as you do for the actual health of the people participating in the tournament. Part of this is about the, just the hysteria that is spread across the country about this pandemic, but also part of it is just about the image of your league. If everybody else in the, in the country cancels and you don't, you certainly stand out, but I don't think you stand out in the right reasons. Just because I think that there would be so much scrutiny then laid upon your league, and even though Idaho, Montana, two of the only inland states without any sort of COVID nineteen exposure yet, it's still. I just I think you can't do it. Their hands were tied. I don't think that Tom Whistler should really had it a say in this. Uh, Leon Costello told us, ironically, the presidents from the Big Sky Conference were here. They all they came here to have their meeting, their, their quarterly meeting in Boise. That's on the books for months. But the number one point of agenda, the number yeah. one agenda point was, what are we going to do? And then they all decided, we can't do well, it. Well, there's, there's a bunch of things in there, Colton, that I want to sort of parse out. First of all, it sounds to me, and we're still trying to get information on this, but, but primarily that this decision, like in terms of who's making the decision, it's the presidents who came together and ultimately said that that they should do this. Now, certainly there would be input from the commissioner's office, from the conference itself, and there's an open conversation and dialogue about what the best thing is to do and why. Here's uh, here's how I want to push back, though. When you said, you know, look, the Big Ten says they're out, the SEC says they're out, well, you can't be the one and only conference in America that's carrying on with 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 a basketball tournament when everybody else has basically shut the thing down. On one hand, I, I completely understand what you're saying and the amount of scrutiny that would have been on the Big Sky Conference if they would have continued to play today and we're playing right now where the only games on uh, right now would have been significant. And I think there there would have obviously been so much backlash from who knows where of people you know saying that they're reckless and that they're you know poorly led and what so you know that sort of thing. I also think though. This feels to me that there's all been a whole bunch of follow the leader, and I don't know who the leader is. You know, I, this is like a, a whole bunch of of. I mean, in this, case, presidents. in this case, the leader of the in this entire global situation is the media. No, 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 no. Just, just, just. All right, but what I'm saying to you is, it's is that it is the the, you know. The NCAA, you know, does the thing where they're not going to have fans initially on their deal, and then it's just the next one and the next one and the next one. And my issue isn't even so much that they're shutting all this stuff down; is that I haven't been, I haven't seen anywhere where somebody has gotten a, you know, a, a top level CDC, you know, uh, a spokesperson, a scientist, a medical individual to go. This is the reason. This is the way this thing works. Look, I understand broadly when you talk about the pandemic, and I've seen some of the figures of, you know, what's it, COVID-19, COVID-19, of how quickly and easily it can spread. It spreads, you know, uh, uh, much faster than the normal 
you know, influenza virus in terms of how many people can generally infect, you know, how many other people once they've gotten it. I understand that there's no vaccine and that the, the bottom line on this whole thing is you're trying to flatten out the curve. If I can borrow Jay Billis's great line, and he's absolutely right about that. You're trying to you're, uh, uh, make sure that you are as in front of something like this as it can possibly be, because it's true. If this absolutely exploded into something that a lot of people had, like, 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 tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions. It is, it's a crisis of absolutely epic proportions, and that is not a scenario that you want to ever look back and go, well, we should have done this. You know, we should have not played the basketball games. So if that were to eventuate or could have eventuated, I completely understand this and am and, and with it. My issue is that I haven't heard yet from anybody that I would have, have any level of credence hearing from about the specifics of what I'm talking about, about how this virus is passing, the growth of it over time, and what the expectation would be if games were still to be played, if the conference tournaments were still to be played. What, and, and so my issue is that it feels like choices are being made, not on the evidence, not on the, what, you know, what the, the uh, uh, you know, realities are, the number of people that have it and all of that kind of thing, but actually just on uh, the, the fact that other conferences did this, so now we got to do this. I think it, 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 you have to be safe like this because there's no reliable testing for just common people at this moment, right? I mean, there, there is, but there's not enough, right? Yeah. But we, we, we don't have the ability to test every single person that's going to come into the arena, so you never know when someone might have sure. the virus, right? Yeah. And there's a report that there, uh, potentially at, at the Colonial Athletic Association tournament yeah. that an official had symptoms of the coronavirus, had potentially yeah. had the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, so then that's that even just one official that's exposing people. I mean, that that's where the whole concept of Agent Zero comes from, right? Then every, everybody is exposed. It's, no, no, sure. I mean, I, I understand. Like, I mean, I understand the premise of the whole thing. But I guess what I'm saying, I mean, this has been out now for weeks and, in fact, months. And there's, uh, as of this morning, 1,459 confirmed cases in the United States. I mean, that is an extremely small number of people who, in fact, have the thing, and you want to keep it that way. But, I, my, again, my frustration isn't even the act that was taken, and I understand the pressures that were there. Sure. But when you're taking acts like this that are based on this, I want this, this to be evidence-based decision-making. And rather than, rather than, you know, the way that we look, and I think that the Big Sky Conference could have taken the lead, even if they would have closed the thing down, to come out and say, here are the reasons why we're doing this. Not because the Big Ten did it. Right. Not because the SEC did it. Because we in Idaho right now, and by the way, as one of the only two states left along with Montana that have, have yet at last I saw to have a confirmed case of this. But nonetheless, like that's what I would like to have heard. And I didn't hear any of that. In fact, I didn't hear anything from anyone. We heard, there's no tournament anymore. That's it, and that's all. And so, you know, that's the thing that leaves me really wanting and frustrated, even though I do understand why the decision was made. And again, I'm not even criticizing and saying it wasn't the right decision. I just, I just hate the way it came about and the lack of explanation that there is about the reasoning behind it beyond everybody else was doing it. 
Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. This entire conversation is way too tenuous to actually go down the road because it's, it's just it's just too controversial and it's just too politically fueled. Let's talk about how this is going to actually impact the sports world going forward. I mean, I, I just don't, I, I don't understand your perspective on this at all. I really don't like, like, all, all, all I'm trying to understand is is this has nothing to do with politics to me. This has nothing well, to I mean, do with the media. What do you want media. me to say? That the big sky is a bunch of sheep and they're just following in the wake? I mean, that's what it is. It's what it always has been. That, that, mean, that is what it is. And I'm saying they had an opportunity to not do that today. They had the opportunity but they, but to they not do that. They, they had the opportunity, but it was not in their hands. It has nothing to do with the conference or athletics. It had everything to do with the university presidents. I wrote up the elevator, Tom Wishers, right. he said this was not up to me. Totally. They canceled it. It's over. And, and that's fine. But also, that should be, first of all, announced. Like, people should understand where these decisions are coming from, if that's in fact the case. And also, an explanation just in general, you know, about, about why this was important for this conference in this city. You know what I mean? Because it's not all the same. The SEC tournament and wherever it was, you know, Auburn or whatever is not the same thing as the Big Sky Conference Tournament in Boise. You're talking about gatherings of tens of thousands of people. You're talking about gatherings of a few hundred people up until probably the championship nights in the next couple of days. I mean, today, how many people would have been in CenturyLink Arena for these for these games at the most? Like when Montana played Northern Colorado, excuse me, Idaho State tonight at 8 o'clock, it would have been the most people that would have been present. Maybe a couple thousand, right? And again, I'm not... I'm that's that's a fair number of people, and if you have a you have a, a, a quickly traveling virus, something like that, it could be a problem. But it's also different from seventy thousand people at the Final Four or an NBA game or an NHL game. So, and just, it feels like none of that stuff was ever really taken into consideration. It's two telling one is one or two nine ESPN Radio, SWX Monta- uh, Montana Television. Coulter, when it, when we look at the situation as it stands now, what is what do you think is the next right thing for the conference and for the schools and the presidents to do? Like, what what can they do to? I don't. Not, not, they're not going to make this stuff up. Like, they're not going to make it good. You know what I mean? But but where do you go from here? One thing that I would like to see, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love it 
if on the information that they do have, the NCAA selection committee put a bracket out. I think that there's a lot of kids on a lot of teams that deserve to see where they are, what their body of work represented on a national scale. And I don't think, I mean, I understand we don't have tournament champions. I understand there's a whole bunch of bubble teams that would have won and not got, you know, and gotten in or lost and not gotten in, but we don't know that. But you could still look at how, how, where we're at right now and the teams that you would have selected and take the conference champions from the one bid league, you know, Eastern Washington for the men, Montana State for the women from the big sky and, and put a bracket together so that those kids can at least say, hey, you know what? This was a tournament. This, this was a tournament that didn't happen, but this is a tournament that I would have been in, that I earned a place in. I think that would be a nice gesture. It's a good idea. I, I like it. I mean, I think that's the things that we should talk about are the, the impact of sports, especially from an economic perspective, because at the end of the day, college athletics is completely money-driven, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just a reality that's of the right. situation. Yep. Yep. But my first thought when the Big Sky canceled this thing was they had to cancel it midweek. So they had to cancel it before, like you're saying, almost all the games that would have garnered the best attendance played out. There was a good crowd at the Idaho-Idaho State women's game yeah. last night, mm-hmm. but it's not the kind of crowd that would have been here for Montana State versus Portland State, Montana versus Idaho State. I mean, There, there was going to be some crowds today that were going to be pretty decent crowds. Tomorrow, good crowd. Saturday, Depending on who makes it, right? Depending on who makes it, but I mean, if you get a Montana Eastern Washington in the championship, it's a good crowd. That place would be close to full, probably. It's a lot of revenue for the Big Sky Conference. Yeah. They pour a lot of money into hosting this event. And that's where then I, the, my first thought was, is the Big Sky just going to completely lose? They're going to fit. They're, they're going to lose their butts off right. big time. Right, right. But then I thought, the, the, the insurance policies, right? Yeah. That's one thing that's been talked about on Twitter. Almost every conference, every, every conference tournament has an insurance policy attached to it in case a catastrophic event like this happens. And so that's going to be what's so interesting because obviously the big sky collecting their, whatever their insurance policy may be, assuming that they have one, I assume that they do. Yeah. They, they, they do. I have no idea what the nature of it, but I know for a fact that they do have an insurance policy. So, okay. You get some money. You get some money there. That's fine. But what's going to happen? I mean, the NCAA tournament is such a gigantic. Billion bucks. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. One tournament, billion dollars. Right. And yeah. so then then what happens, right? If the NCAA and each host site has their own individual policy, too, this could have a gigantic impact, if not crash a certain sector of the insurance world right, right now. That's very concerning in itself. The other thing that I, that I thought of was there's so many small cities in America that host tournament sites, like Spokane is set to host a tournament site. That's a gigantic economic impact on the city of Spokane, no yeah. doubt. I mean, Spokane is big by Pacific Northwest standards. It's not. It's not a big city. It's what sure. three hundred fifty thousand people. Three hundred. Yeah, pro- yeah probably probably six hundred in that the in metro that area, area from yep, Lane, yep. Sure, but I mean, it's still. It's not like this gigantic four, five, six million no person doubt. city like yep. some of the other big places like Houston and and New York and Chicago. It's not right. like that at all. So having. You know, fifteen, twenty thousand people descend upon your city. It's a big economic boost. Well, and the other thing is, it's not not fifteen thousand or twenty thousand, just more people. Fifteen thousand to twenty thousand more people who are who are actively spending money, and sometimes a lot of it in your town. It's not just a resident who's going to buy lettuce, right? I mean, these right. are people who are putting down hundreds of dollars on hotels, on dinners, on drinks. Right. 
they're going out. They're here for the experience of the thing. So that's that. that you're you're absolutely right on that. The one thing I'm wondering about is the if if there was an insurance. I mean, I think there is again, like you said, the insurance policy for the NCAA that pays out the money. The money for the NCAA. I don't know exactly how they divvy it up, but obviously a significant portion of what the revenue is from this tournament is what is then paid back to the conferences and schools that participate in the tournament. We've spent a lot of time talking about, you know, staggering out over six years for each game that your that a team from your conference plays and you get X number of dollars. Right. If they get all the money, but they don't have anybody to pay it out to because nobody played, what happens to that? You know, like how do they figure out what they're going to do? Because, I mean, it, it, you know, I guess you could just put it in the savings account or whatever. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, I'm probably not the only person who's, a little bit lacking of trust in exactly how every dime would be spent or used. But that's, I mean, that's just another sort of knot in the very naughty string that has been, that that has just started yesterday night and today. And that's why it's so detrimental to the big sky specifically that the Montana State women didn't make it. Right. Do, do I really think that they were going to just be a shoe-in to win a game? No, but they would have got a way better draw than, say, Eastern Washington or, Mo- I mean, even Eastern, if they would have won this thing, they would have been a 26-win team, but a lot of those wins were not low a, not a level. It have been, at best case scenario, 15. Best case, but, and but more likely a 16. 16. Yeah, yeah. And they're not going to win a game. Right. The, the MSU women could, just because they do have the veteran talent. They have, right. they have some... Yeah. They, they have, I mean, they have, they have the ability to do it just because they wouldn't be as overwhelmed physically. Right. So if they were to do it, though, that would be a huge boon for the league because... No NCAA or no Big Sky team, excuse me, has won an NCAA game right. in quite some time on either side. But on the women's side, uh, I think the streak is actually even longer than it is on the men's mm. side. And so it, it, that that's it's detrimental to the league in that element as well. And you just have to feel so bad just because of like just the history that's attached to this, just the uncertainty that's attached yeah. to this. Yeah, Montana State secures their first winning season in ten years. Because they didn't play today. What a horrible way to do it. <laughs> the Montana State men I'm talking right, What a horrible right. way for that to go down. Right. Yeah. Portland State had to endure this crazy lone wolf schedule. And they entered the, the tournament on a seven-game winning streak. What if they were that Cinderella? Yes. Totally. Montana doesn't get a chance to defend their tournament title. They had a chance to be one of the only three-time, three-consecutive tournament champions. Right. Cy Pritchett doesn't get a chance to lead his team all the way to victory. Jonah Radabout is not getting a chance to have revenge on Southern Utah, the team that knocked Northern Colorado out as a two-seed last year. Yeah. John Newley has been the wizard of neutral site tournaments between his time in the WAC and his time in the Big Sky at Idaho. I was reading an article on Coach Newley last night in the Idaho Statesman. On neutral court tournaments, at neutral court tournaments, John Newley at the University of Idaho is 15-3 and three since 2013. Oh. Pretty much unbeatable. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, of all the people, I bet you he's the one that's actually the most bad because he had the Idaho Vandals playing well. Yep. They, they're the only team that beat Montana State. They won in Bozeman, so his team has confidence going into that game. They're the only team that's solved the puzzle. It is the Montana State women. They so, were up by one. This was the last game of the Big Sky Conference tournament. It was the Idaho Idaho State women's basketball game last night? It was a one point game at the fourth at the end of the third quarter, and Idaho went on and won that thing by like 13, 14 points. I mean, they were they, they completely rolled, and that would have been a, a heck of a matchup for a Montana State team that even though they've won, had not been anything like the dominance uh, that they were during the, the, the second half of the regular season. 
That is uh, for sure. We're going to spend some more time talking, especially about the kids who whose careers have come to a close and and what potentially was out there. Also at the top of the hour, I think Coulter and I want to go through and maybe have a little fun, at least try to have a little fun on this. It's a pretty depressing day in a lot of ways. But, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's, a, it's a horrendously depressing day, man. Yeah, it, it is. It absolutely is. I mean, there's so, you know, losing isn't the worst thing, right? Not being able to to, to to play is is the worst thing. So, and I know all about that, by the way. Uh, but Coulter, we'll 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 go through and take a look at maybe what was or what could have been, given the way that this tournament was setting up, and uh, and and sort of have our own little fill in the bracket. But next, Leon Costello did have uh, a few words. He did address the media on the uh, square earlier today, early this afternoon. So we will play some of that sound for you and discuss his perspective. Uh, as the athletic director at Montana State University. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. By the way, Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton have the best selection and best prices of new and used GMC, Chevrolet, and Cadillac, and Buick. Mildenberger Motors, family-owned for 65 years. Back after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Stutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you, or maybe non-news as it is. The, well, United States of America has basically shut down sports. The NC2A officially canceling the uh, big dance, both the men's and women's tournaments after Every conference tournament in America was canceled either last night or this morning. That includes the Big Sky Conference tournament in Boise, which was headed into day three today, which never got underway. The final game of the Big Sky Conference tournament turned out to be the Idaho Vandals versus the Idaho State women in uh, the semifinal. Idaho did win that game. They would have gone on to play Montana State, who Coulter had managed to win two games and get into the championship game as well as the number one seed. The MSU women won for the 17th straight time last night, posting a 76-71 victory over Northern Arizona. Moving to the championship game one step away from the NCAA tournament. This morning, four quarterfinal games of the Big Sky Men's Tournament supposed to play out, including Montana State versus Portland State and Montana versus Idaho State. It was all canceled before the opening of the games at noon today. For a couple hours, it was thought maybe the teams would still receive auto bids. Both Montana State and Eastern Washington, the top two seeds in the tournament, move on to the Big Dance. 3 o'clock this afternoon, the NCAA canceled all national tournaments. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. The only 
person in any official capacity that I'm aware of that was on the record. I know the big guy did send out a release. But the one on the record to talk today was Leon Costello, the athletic director from Montana State. So we will hear what he had to say in full here in just a moment. It is Two Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. You can find us on Twitter as well, at Gus Tutel, straight fire at Gus Tutel today. Been killing it. Did the cage picture earlier, and then I said we were open for business when everybody else is closed. You see that contrast that I'm doing? Very good on Twitter. You can follow me there. At 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT as well. Goldter and I are still in Boise. we got to say a big thanks to Stockman's Bank. They got us down here, and uh, they're going to get us back, too. I think we appreciate them very much. They had set up. We were hoping that we were going to be watching Montana State playing right now while we were talking. Harold Frey should be coming very close to attempting a game-winning field goal as we speak, Coulter. But instead, you're here staring at me, which I know is very disappointing for you anytime that that happens, but particularly today. But our thanks to Stockman's Bank for, for uh, helping us out and getting us down here and, uh, and participating in our trip to Boise uh, with us. As I mentioned, Leon Costello uh, addressed the media today. Uh, we we, we want to play this for you in full and just kind of get the full uh, uh, remarks that he had. It was a, a multiple-person conversation, multiple media members uh, asking questions. And so some of the questions may not come through as well, but I think it's worth hearing what he had to say. And I give him kudos, Coulter, because there's a lot of people who had an opportunity to talk today that didn't want to talk today. I understand not necessarily wanting to talk, not feeling like you have all the information to say something that's cogent and, and accurate or, or have a real explanation. That said, you know, people like me, they want to hear, like they want to understand as much as they can about what's going on, even if you say, you know what, I'm sorry, I don't know everything that's going on, but to at least, you know, say that is okay. And I thought that uh, the Leon Costello did himself some favors today. Uh, or did himself right today uh, uh, by 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 choosing to go out there and 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 make a statement. No doubt, and you know, I, I did reporting all day since the moment we woke up. Right, and there's a few Big Sky officials that would confirm certain elements of things in terms of like the sports elements of this. Blake Barrington is the communications director on the men's side. He did confirm to me that if the NCAA tournament was to continue, that Eastern Washington would get the number one seed out of the Big Sky and then take the auto bid into the tournament. Uh, same thing on the women's side. You know, Carl Hunt confirmed that part. Tom Wister still he declined comment. He said, uh, "What I said in the press release is, is is my comment for now, and we can reconvene later." But That's right. He did. He said, "You know, we we can talk again soon." But uh, as of right now, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna focus on cleaning up, which is exactly exactly what's been going on all day. You're absolutely right. Tom Wister still he said in the press release he said this decision was not made lightly, and as we know how meaningful. Our basketball championships are to our student-athletes, our coaches, alumni, and fans. After consulting with medical experts, local authorities, and the leadership of our institutions, we feel that this decision is prudent given the health and well-being of all involved. We would be remiss to not acknowledge all of our local partners who helped us increase the interest and attendance of our tournament this year, and we look forward to welcoming those fans back to Boise in March of 2021. So we just stay? So we just ride this thing out, Coulter, <laughs> well, for I mean, a while. There might not be another sporting event to cover, so we might as well just stay. Just stay. <laughs> Everybody tells me I'm going to die if I get on an airplane, so we might as well just stay here. No, but this brings me back full circle to a point that I think is, is worth making, and I think that I understand that there's a lot of vague information, a lot of gray area. Yep. There's a lot of different things going on, and so when you're, if you're a person that's a decision-making person in a position of power, you do need to get all the facts straight, and I think that this has been such a tumultuous and such a chaotic last 24 hours that I understand that everybody wants to get the facts smoothed out. 
We talked to Montana. We asked for comments from Montana, uh, from head coach Travis DeCure, as well as some administrators there. They declined comments. So I understand why they would do that. Absolutely. I it's, also, not, it's not an indictment on anybody for not, not talking today. And like you said, it might be the prudent thing to do in a lot of ways. It's, but I also, I think Montana State deserves so much credit for being the leader on this thing. Leon Costello, he's the only athletic director for a school in the Big Sky Conference that had two teams that ended their season without a loss at this tournament. The Montana State men were set to play their quarterfinal game. They received a bye. They had not played yet in this tournament. The Montana State women had already won twice. They were set to play in the championship game. But the only school out of all 11 Big Sky schools, 22 Big Sky Conference teams, there's two that come from the same institution. That's Montana State. So for Leon to take some time and address it, I appreciate that of him. I think it was very brave of him. I think he, he, he was thoughtful in his comments. And I also think the fact that Montana State, even though they didn't have people go on the record in front of television cameras, they did get comments from their coaches as well that they sent out. So we'll share those with you. In a little while, I thought Trisha Binford's comments were were definitely, I mean, you have to just feel terrible oh, just for Coach Binford. Awful. awful. She, had a chance to, she had a chance to display her best team in her 15-year tenure at Montana State in the, in the town that she went to college in featuring a point guard who is absolutely one of the rising stars in all of women's college basketball. Not rising, risen. It's risen. Darian Wright is a yeah. star, yeah. and she's from here. What an awesome story, and right. they don't get to finish the deal. Right. Devastating. Yeah. So we'll share those comments with you as well, but Leon Costell, we appreciate him for taking a few minutes. So here is his interview conducted around 1 p.m. today. Remember, one fact that's worth remembering, this was about two hours before the NCAA had canceled the tournaments, right. as well as spring sports being canceled and other things being canceled. So there's a couple questions in here, like will Montana State go to the NCAA sure. tournament? He talks about, but I think it's enlightening as well because he talks about what they think, what they, how they would have handled the situation had that been available as well. So here's Leon Costello talking about the situation in Boise. Obviously, an opening statement about yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, we're, we're disappointed that uh, that the tournament had to end this way, but also understanding of the precautions that we need to take uh, for the student athletes, for the coaches, for athletic department staff, and the fans that are here, um, and just what is going on across the country. And so, uh, yeah, very disappointed, obviously, from an athletic perspective, but obviously, our jobs as administrators is to protect uh, and support our student athletes, uh, their health and well-being. That is paramount, and uh, this is a, a step and a precaution that we definitely had to take. You guys are the only school in the league that has both the men's and women's teams that season's end without a loss. So, I mean, <laughs> as far as just displaying Montana State's products, that must be massively disappointing for you. You know, it is. I, I got a chance to go in and meet with uh, with the coaches and, and each team, and, uh, you know, the emotions are, are very high uh, because they're as you prepare all year long for this chance, and then to have it taken away with something that is completely out of your control, I, I get it. I, I completely understand it. And I think one day, and as the emotions kind of wear down, I think they're going to understand it as well. Um, but as of right now, the immediacy of this, it hurts them. You know, it, it really does hurt. But, uh, you know, as we've said, at, at the end of the day, I think everybody is going to say, you look back at this and say that these are the right steps that needed to take place. Can you just walk us through the kind of the decision-making process, kind of how, you know, 
and how things just kind of came together? Yeah, you know, ironically, um, well, we had our ADs meetings down here on Tuesday, and the presidents were scheduled to meet this morning. Um, you know, they set that a long time ago. So timing of it uh, was very kind of ironic and coincidental. So they met this morning. Um, you know, we knew that they were meeting, and we knew that this was going to be a, a topic of discussion. Uh, we felt as if, you know, we were going to move on with the tournament being played in front of no fans. Uh, but then I think, as you saw, the uh, the dominoes start to fall here this morning, and with the, the swiftness that it did, uh, we've, you know, in the back of your head, you're saying, okay, this is it's going to happen to us as well. And then uh, shortly after 10 o'clock, we jumped on a conference call with the commissioner. Uh, they had met with the presidents, the, the conference officials, arena officials, and they made the decision in the best interest of student-athletes in the conference tournament to, uh, to cancel the tournament. Obviously, the motions are still raw, but what's the feeling among the seniors specifically? I think that's the hardest part. You know, I, um, on the men's side, looking at Harold Frey and, and Layden Ricketts, and, you know, you have the kid from Montana who came back, and, and uh, you know, a lot of the Montana kids, young kids, my kids, look up to him as a Montana kid that can that can play Division One basketball at Montana State. Uh, and then you look at Harold Frey and everything that he has meant to Montana State basketball, you just feel for him. You know, Harold wanted that one that one shot to to play in the NCAA tournament and have a chance to uh, to compete in that. And then you go to the other side with the the seniors on the women's side, and you just feel for them. I mean, a historic season that they were having. One more win would have broken the all-time school record in wins. Um, but even having a team, com- you know, Trish has built this team up over four or five years to really do something special and, and to compete in the NCAA tournament and possibly win some games. You feel for them because as an athlete, as a former athlete this is what you work so hard for um and to have that taken away is right now is really really tough again the immediacy is is very emotional for them uh, but hopefully they can look back at what they've accomplished and be very happy with what they've accomplished and satisfied with what they've accomplished and understand that this was the right decision to make so other universities have already canceled spring sports have you i know you were so locked into basketball right now yeah. but have you given that thought and where, where you at you know that? it's we're working with our conference officials and we're working with our university to see what what the next steps are. Um, our university has a, has an incident response team that is that is assessing the entire situation. Um, as of right now, those are still a go. We haven't heard anything otherwise. Um, we actually pulled a team off the road. Uh, track was supposed to go to Cal State Fullerton, the javelin throwers to throw. We said, you know what, just with spring break coming up, let's just take it easy on that one. We have one uh, one team on the road right now. It's tennis. I just got off the phone with, with John um, working with, they're going to NAU, so I'm working with the NAU officials to see what they're going to do there and um, they're supposed to go on to New Mexico and I believe that the Mountain West just uh, canceled their spring season so they're not going there they're going to turn around and come home but we're talking about you know do you jump on a plane do you do you jump on a bus how you know how are you going to get home and those are the only teams right now that that we have on the would have had on the road so uh, working with the with the tennis team to see how we can uh, how we get them back and, and what the actions are moving forward but we will as an athletic department we will move in the direction that the university you know tells us to and uh um, you know, we'll, we'll follow the procedures that they that they tell us. It's kind of been a thing all week, just that this can be a possibility. Did it really hit and really start feeling real yesterday when some of the larger tournaments started, you know, not letting fans in and things like that? Is that when things really started to feel more serious maybe? Yeah, you know, I think I I, I got the feeling when, when Dayton did it, you know, to have the first four events and have no fans, and then all of a sudden the NCAA tournament comes out and says that. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you felt like as this – 
as everything started to trans, uh, transfold that you're like, okay, this is, it's going to hit us and, and, and we're going to have to do something. And, um, yeah, I, I just think I'm I'm just shocked at the the immediacy of, of everything and how quickly that it did happen. And kudos to them for you know everybody for making those decisions and with the best interests of the student athletes and the programs and things at at heart. But uh, yeah, it it's still surreal. I don't know if it still hit us yet. It's um, it doesn't feel it feels like it's a like it's a dream right now. It doesn't feel like it's real. What is the information that you were given about the virus itself and what the spread of it is that that felt like for whoever was making those decisions? You know, we haven't received any of that information, and, and that's where we leave all those decisions to people, um, you know, whether they're the health officials or the conference officials. They have more of that information. We don't have any of the detailed information, but as you see it with other athletes now contracting it, like in the NBA and things like that, um, and knowing that it spread through big crowds, it, you know, it just made, made a whole lot of sense to say, okay, let's take a step back and take a look at what we're doing here. The NCAA rules read that, <clears throat> excuse me, if a conference tournament began, then the top remaining seed gets the automatic bid if that tournament is canceled. Yeah. So if the NCAA tournament does happen, will will Montana State's women make a? I mean, will they take that auto bid? Well, we would be in line for right. that. Where we go from here, I have no idea. <laughs> right. You know, we haven't discussed whether or not we would want to put our team on the road and, and go play in, a, in an environment such as that. I think there are others that are saying that they wouldn't do that, um, but we have not discussed that. Uh, I would be shocked if it does go on, if the tournament right. does go on, as they've stated, but uh, we'll have those discussions later on if, if that does be come, come to fruition. With, with only one game left in the women's tournament, I guess just kind of look, was there any consideration of you know, moving the schedule around and get, get that game in? No. Once they, yeah, once they cancel, they cancel. Thanks, Thanks Appreciate Leo. you guys. So there you go. Leon Costello, the athletic director at Montana State University, addressing the media. And I mean, one thing that jumped out to me, first of all, obviously, the, 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 the empathy and the thoughts, of course, that he has for his teams and players and all of that. But also, you know, just ask him, like, what information were you given as an athletic director at the school about why this decision was made? And the answer is basically, well, none. Right. You know, and again, he said, you know, like, it's not our decision to make, and that's fine. Like, the, the, the process is above the athletic director's, you know, uh, uh, decision-making, but also, you know, you would think that, I don't know, uh, you would think there would be some line of communication from the presidents to the conference to the ADs at the least, to the coaches, to the players, to everybody else, and it, and it just doesn't seem to be there, and that's the second most frustrating thing about this to me. The first is that this has happened. I mean, the answer is always going to be student-athlete welfare. That's hot air as well as just the the buzzwords that they choose to stand well, upon, sure. but also it's it's a reality of the situation. Yeah. It's something that should be prioritized at the same time. He also mentioned just the way it spreads in crowds. I mean, I think that the most worrisome part, I think the reason that this went from we're going to have hand sanitizer at every single event to we're going to play these games with no fans to the games are over in the span of less than a week, is because of the travel aspect of it. If you're going in and out of airports, people are then exposed to each other all over the, the country. I think that was the worry. Yeah. Right? You never know when one person who's an official from a place across the country. I've heard the argument all week that Idaho Montana, the two inland states that do not have any confirmed cases, most of the people that are going to be at this tournament are from Idaho Montana. So the argument for people that said, let's carry on, was that this place is isolated. We can be safe. But I think so much of it is then when when does an official from Virginia come in here? When does 
you know, some evaluator or just some parent well, from sure. Seattle. I mean, how many family members are from the Bay Area, Southern right. California, whatever Seattle and all that? So yeah, I mean that's 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 all that's all what it is. Let's stop. Let's stop you and me doing this because we got somebody who's way more depressed than the two of us to get in here and talk. Sean Brady's got nothing to do. I don't even know if he's got a job anymore. But he's going to come on here with us and talk about the. Uh, the cancellation of the Big Sky Conference Tournament, the moving back of opening day of Major League Baseball, which is his most depressing thing in all of this, and uh, and continue on a conversation about uh, where we're at in non-sports in America right after this. A Stockman's Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and neighbors. When you bank with Stockman, you receive personalized customer service, and your phone call is answered by a live person. Their highly skilled and personable bank staff is dedicated to making it easy to transfer your accounts and meeting your overall financial needs. Blending traditional Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology, they provide time-tested products and services from people who truly care about you and your financial success. As Montana's brand of banking, Stockman's Bank is proud to spo- uh, is a proud sponsor of Grizzly Athletics and the University of Montana. Thank you to all of the players for your hard work and dedication. Go Grizz! Stockman's Bank, Montana's brand of banking, member FDIC. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Welcome back to Tell the Waters, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, from our very comfortable studio on the ninth floor of the Grove Hotel. We are happy. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Great view, by the way. This is spectacular off this window. It's actually funny, though, because it is actually the easiest way to get guests, right? That's right. You You don't have to say, Sean, drive across town. Brooks, drive over across the state. No, you guys are actually just here. Get on the elevator and come on up. Sean Rainey joining us uh, in studio. By the way, Carl Tyler Chevrolet, the exclusive home of Carl Tyler's Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Sean, uh, I'd ask you how you are, but I already know the answer. Uh, but 
this was a this has been a weird day, man. It's like mm-hmm. it's sort of it's the sort of thing where when when catastrophes have happened in the past, uh, you know, around global things and stuff like that. Usually, there's something you can see, like you can see the smoke billowing up. You can see, you know, whatever you know, whatever it is. This is like all this stuff is happening, and there's nothing really behind it that you notice. You know what's going on, but you don't feel it. So it has this very odd sort of post-apocalyptic feel, or maybe pre-apocalyptic feel, or whatever it is. But it's not a fun day for uh, for the sports people in America right now. No, and I mean, last night we were, when we were talking, we thought that, oh yeah, there's going to be a good chance on Thursday at some point, the big guy's going to be like, all right, no more fans for the rest of the tournament. And right. that's kind of the route that we thought it would go. We thought it would go to, to no fans, it would be played in an empty stadium with just, you know, family and, and media and essential personnel there, and that yeah. was it. And and then you wake up, and not only is the Big Sky tournament canceled, but the NCAA tournament canceled, and all spring sports, and all of it all at once. And it's been uh, yeah, it's been weird. It's like when something like this happens, it's almost like your adrenaline starts going in the immediate news of it, you know, and everything's kind of crazy. And so you're kind of just like pumping, and then like even now, like a few hours later, and then I'm sure even tomorrow morning, you're just gonna wake up like and the depression of it, all of it is going to really hit, you know, because I don't know if it's, like, fully even hit yet. Yeah. Because you're still kind of, like, it's still so fresh that it's, like, the impact of it all hasn't really hit until March rolls around and there's no games, I asked, you know? I asked uh, our producer, David Graff, what he's going to do with his 40 hours a week that he now has to fill when he doesn't have any yeah. games to watch. <laughs> so he said he bought an Xbox because he actually did buy an Xbox. Cause that's, so what are you, you going to do, books, karaoke? What are we doing? What's Sean Rainey going to well, do now? So we do, so we have our, you know, our SWX Tonight Show, yep. which is 30 minutes, and we have that in uh, KHQ as well, and in Spokane, yep. and right of there, and their producer put on Twitter, he's like, he, he's like, I'm, uh, you know, looking for any ideas for this full 30 minutes, thinking about having some Mario Kart 64 <laughs> tournaments, and I was like, right. that's probably uh, going to be a, bo- a top of the list. Right, you eSports know? get this yeah, huge must, boost out yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> a very good point. Um, when it comes to... Just uh, this turn, the Big Sky Conference tournament. Where did you think this thing was headed? Like, what was it? What was the feel like to you as it had started the first couple of days in year two? Uh, I mean, as far as like who's going to win, or yeah, as far as like, having the tournament here? Yeah, the tournament here. It felt to me like it was a little bit more uh, ingrained. People knew where to go, what to do. Well, the do. tournament here is awesome. Had, I thought they, had, you know, they shifted. There's certain things that they did that people wouldn't know. You know, that were just you know fans in the building or whatever, but. They used to have the media food right behind the curtain where the press conference is. <laughs> that was a bad idea. It's just like it's one of those things. You're like, yeah. so they moved it. Like that's like yeah, no, they do progress. things like that. Yeah, all the all exactly. the all the kinks were worked out in year one, and I think it's it's awesome here in Boise. The court is and the the arena is ten Perfect. times better. Yeah. The setup is better. The city is better. The location for everything is better. Culture, the city's better. <laughs> you know, you know uh, the other thing that they did, I thought that was great, is that the city itself. Like the Department of Tourism here, yeah. as well as in the, the facility here, the CenturyLink Arena and the Grove Hotel, they marketed the tournament to people that just live in Boise. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a crazy amount, but I saw people and talked to people that weren't here for anything. They just came to like watch hoops. Yeah, and that's where you get it to that next level. That's right. where you get to the next level. The Boise people. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and I I, I thought it was fun too because I listened to uh, some Boise sports talk radio when I was driving into town, and. The local guys, I mean, they they were talking about the the major sports and obviously about Boise State specifically. But then they got in. They were talking about Jeff Linder and the rumors of him going to Wyoming and and the you know the tie that he has to having coached at Boise State now at Northern Colorado and 
the Idaho schools in the tournament and all of that. And this was like, you know, in in a town of Boise size, this was sort of a medium-sized event that was, I think, garnering more attention locally than it certainly did in year one. And it's, you know, it's too bad. Hopefully something that can carry over. Yeah. And you get and you get Trisha, Trisha Bidford, Boise State alum. And, right. Uh, right. You know, Darian White. From Boise, yeah. Who's on her way to being the conference MVP. Yeah. All, 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 all the ties, all the ties. Uh, we had to do a short segment here because we had uh, 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 Leon Costello on a little bit long, so we will take a quick break. We'll come back hour number two right after this. We will continue with our buddy Sean Rainey from SWX Television, get into some more things, and maybe talk about who we think would have actually come out of these brackets uh, right after this. Hey, right now at Kurtz Polaris, it's snow check season. What does that mean? Well, the 2021 Polaris snowmobiles, are out in terms of you going in and picking the exact model and style that you want. Their new Chaos models have a new drive system, a quick drive too. They also have a new 2.75 inch Series 8 track, a factory installed low elevation clutching option and more. Choose from over, are you ready for this? 100,000 combinations. You can customize your sled right now during snow check. It's only going on through April 15th. So get over to Kurtz Polaris 2904 West Broadway and Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Learn more about the 2021 lineup and for special snow check warranty and financing offers online. KurtzPolaris.com. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 